Hey, Business Building Warrior, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got a bit of an unusual episode today. We like to mix it up a little bit around here. The theme typically on our program, as we've blown past over 500 episodes, the theme has been typically success stories from students in our community, people who have followed the programs and things that we teach, and they've built amazing businesses. Now, if you've got any common sense at all, you know that that's not necessarily indicative that absolutely every student that we ever interact with goes on to build a wildly successful business. Of course not. It's ludicrous. Human nature, circumstances, commitment to the process, life challenges, health issues, things get in the way, distractions, other business opportunities. Maybe people are too busy, get in over their head. They quit for whatever reason, right? There's a lot of things that can happen and throw someone off track. So rather than just bringing you story after story after story of people who have succeeded, we thought, hey, why not mix it up and let's bring some people who they've given it a nice effort, but they're not quite there for one reason or another. Maybe there's something besides just the curriculum and the content we can help them process and talk through and get them to the point where they can build a great business. We've seen a lot of students come through some seriously difficult, challenging circumstances and go on to build incredible businesses. But before you can build a great business, there's a lot of other things that kind of have to be lined up. You can't have terrible family life and a horrible spiritual life or feel terrible about yourself and be fighting off addictions and bad habits and have no friends that you can rely on and have no money in the bank and a rent that's overdue and build a wildly successful, incredible business. No, you've, you've got to kind of have things running in the same direction, if you will. So we thought, hey, let's spend some time with folks who maybe they're in a rough time now. Or maybe they've tried and it just hasn't quite worked yet. So we're going to be mixing in a few episodes like this. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your feedback. There's certainly plenty of people that we could talk to that would enjoy a coaching session. Now, what I mean by coaching, I've been doing e-commerce coaching, which always kind of ends up doing being a little bit of life coaching too with students for about 18 years now. We've actually got a coaching team of 60 people and I spend most of my time kind of coaching the coaches and interacting with them as the need arises. In many cases, they're way smarter and better at all this than I am. So they end up coaching me. It's really kind of a community of people who take this business and helping others through this business seriously. And I'm part of that group. Just so happens I've been doing it longer. But I love the coaching aspect of what I get to do. And today we're going to spend some time coaching. This is basically a coaching call with Jane Brewer, who is a lady who's been in our community for a long time. She's seen tremendous success in the past. But life threw her some real curveballs as she'll get into. I don't want to tell the story before she does, but she's been flattened a few times by life and circumstances and things that came out of the blue, many of which we don't actually talk about today that I do know because I know her fairly well, but she does reveal several of them. And here she is standing, fighting, moving forward, and we're processing what are some of those next steps that she should and could be doing with the limited time that she has to get back to where she was on this business model that we all know can be so incredible. So hopefully you find this valuable. It was a very transparent discussion. It's two friends. I call us friends. We haven't spent a lot of time talking like we did today. It's been years since we spoke last. We interact, private message. I know how she's doing. And I'll invite her to our live events and such. She's been in the community a long time. She's one of the first proven Amazon course students we ever had. From, she says, 12 years ago. I'd forgotten that we launched the course in 2010. I always think it was 2011, 2012. <laughs> but actually, 2010, she was one of our first proven Amazon course students. And the course has changed dramatically 
since she got in. By the way, she hasn't paid another dime. And actually, we gave her the course for free. I found out today. I didn't even realize that. It's been 12 years ago. I'd completely forgotten. But she's benefited greatly. She's seen some success. She's seen some challenges. But we spend some time today breaking through some of those things that she's facing right now. And I think you're going to benefit. I guarantee if you listen to this episode, you're going to hear two or three things that challenge you and encourage you and motivate you and make you think, okay, if she can do it, I think I can too. I think you're going to hear that today. So let's get Jane Brewer on the line and spend some time. Let us know what you think of this episode. Again, we've never done something like this. So I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, one last little favor before I get Jane over here. Would you subscribe if you listen on iTunes? Just go click the subscribe button. Just that one little quick action that you take to subscribe really helps us rank well in the algorithm. And that gets us a lot more listeners and other people exposed to this program, which is our only form of marketing. When you tell your friends or help boost our metrics by subscribing, liking, leaving reviews, all that also helps. But those subscribes are really awesome. So subscribe to the show if you're not in the habit of it, of listening. And we'd love to have you on board. Last little, another little tip, if you want to make sure you see every time a new episode comes out and maybe sometimes you don't get the email, go to silentgym.com slash updates, silentgym.com slash updates. And we'll send you a little text alert on your phone. You can turn it off if you don't like it, but when there's a new episode, we'll let you know. All right, let's jump over and meet Ms. Jane Brewer. So Jane, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. Great to have you here. Good to see you. We've known each other a long time, but we've never yeah. actually done anything like this. So mm -hmm. this is cool. And I'm excited to get into your story. So you take it from there and, and we'll fill the listeners in. Well, I started a long, long time ago. I have been around a long time. Uh, I started in, on eBay a long time ago, you know, just selling stuff around the house. No big deal. You know, didn't make a whole ton of money, but I got, I got to where I felt comfortable in 2010 is when uh, you introduced me to the Proven Amazon course. And I took hold of that and started scanning things that I could find mostly at your Value Village, TJ Maxx, you know, discount places and got quite lucky at it for a while and took a lot of time. But I uh, was able to build quite a business to where in December of 2015, I had a $30,000 month a long time ago. And then unfortunately, in 2016, we lost our son. And I had built up enough inventory in the warehouses that I could kind of coast for a while. And I did for a long time. But unfortunately, that kind of put me into a spiral, put my family into a spiral, and my business essentially died off. And I had to go back out to work. Currently, I work right now full-time at a hospital nurse line, which I'm sure you can understand is very, very, very busy um, and has yeah. been for the last two and a half years. Last couple of years. Yeah. Things really <laughs> yeah. picked up. Yeah. It's been crazy. So trying to find the time to build my business back up mm. during that time has been very, very difficult, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going. I carve out whatever time I can. Thankfully, uh, one of the things that has happened with COVID is we're all 100% working from home for this nurse line. So I can have my work in front of me and my laptop is to the left of me. And when there's a downtime in between phone calls, I can start doing some sourcing. My biggest challenge with that is to try and find big enough blocks of time that I can follow those rabbit holes to find the things. And yeah, But I am, I am building that up. 
imagine those mm-hmm. calls are like little emotional disruptions throughout the day yeah. and little yeah. emergencies and, and you're like, okay, and you never know. where was I? Yeah. Exactly. And you never know whether or not you're going to have a 20 minute phone call or is it 30 mm. seconds? You just, you never mm. know. But you have and to answer it. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the gig. Yeah. yeah. Right. And imagine right. it's exhausting too. One of the things you shared to me before the recording and as we were talking about this uh, is there's days where you just spent the whole day talking. It's like one call mm-hmm. after that's mentally and emotionally exhausting. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When we were doing the vaccine scheduling here at the hospital, I mean, you'd log on in the morning and you'd look up and you'd see, ugh, there's 300 calls waiting and none of us have even logged on yet. And you were literally, by the time you hung up the phone, the phone was ringing and there were still 300 calls waiting. And it was, and there's six of us answering the phone all the time. It was just exhausting. By the time you got off the phone, I had no voice. My family just knew, don't talk to her, leave her alone. No energy. (laughs) Yeah. Helping people. need some decompression time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, even if it was fun, friendly phone calls, it would be exhausting. Mm-hmm. If it's people mm-hmm. who are scared and desperate and panicked. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I can't and angry. imagine. Yeah, they're yeah, angry because right, they've been sitting you on for... hold. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> can't imagine. It's so, crazy. so that's that's been, you know, and thank you for sharing about your son. It's a story I'm very familiar with. And you know, I've, if we've corresponded via PM many times and mm-hmm. but like you said, you've been in the community a long time. And I honestly didn't realize that the proven Amazon course was 2010. I was thinking 11 or 12 in my head. So <laughs> no, it was 2010. I distinctly remember the date. 12 yeah. years. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a, that's great because I've been I've been selling it short. I've been calling it the longest course out there because we had it for 10 years. Like, no, it's actually 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you're yeah. proof. Um, but, and we could paint other details in there. There's other challenges. I think anyone that we'd have on as a guest, anyone in the community, it's easy to bring forward the great stories and the success stories and people who are doing great and kind of push off to the side, the challenges, you know, everybody has to overcome some challenges. But the thing about your story, Jane, I was excited that you said, Hey, I'll, I'll jump on here is you've had some serious, tough challenges. You've got the head knowledge to do an Amazon business to continue, but just a brutal schedule, a brutal life circumstance. And I have a lot of gratitude that you're even doing this. Thank you. Because like we shared offline before we started recording, I told you, there's plenty of people who just kind of get flattened by this and like, you don't hear from them for years. That's not been you. You know, it, it has hit you hard. And, and maybe, I don't know what degree, to what degree you're comfortable with that, but I think there's probably some hurting people out there that, mm-hmm. wow, okay, Jane's doing it. My circumstances are a little different, maybe a little worse, maybe a little better, but talk us through just a little bit, like how have you, and then we'll get into the Amazon stuff for sure, but sure. how have you navigated this? And be as transparent as you like, go wherever you want with it. There's no wrong answer there. I'm genuinely curious. Navigated my son's death? Just or... and, the, and the challenge of the the schedule. Yes, your son's death and how that impacts your family. I mean, I, Ugh, you know, it, yeah. maybe this will help frame it a little bit more. Anytime I see you pop up, in the community or send me a message. I'm like, oh good, Jane's still in the fight. <laughs> <She's> still, <laughs> because you've just been flattened by circumstances. And there's other things that we didn't share as well. Just you've been punched many, many times. Yeah. Uh, but you keep getting up and you keep fighting. So what's causing that to happen? What's, you know, talk me through it. Well, I'll be quite honest. The only thing that gets me through it is God. Seriously, that is the only thing that gets me through it. To know that ultimately I have to be, I have to be a, a 
an example for my kids. I have to be a partner for my husband. I have to be an example for my community. And if I'm not willing to walk the walk, then how can I be any of those things? Now, through my son's death, it was extremely difficult to get through all of it. My daughter and my son were two peas in a pod. They were 11 years apart, but you would swear they were, I mean, they didn't go anywhere together, anywhere apart. They always went together. 21 years old and he hung around with his 11 year old sister all the time, you know? So my, my part after that was to make sure that I got my other two kids through this. Now, on top of that, we didn't go through that. My oldest child is special needs Mm -hmm. and he will, he's always going to be somewhere in the 12 to 14 year age maturity. um, maturity. So he's at home with us and Mm -hmm. will be indefinitely. So I've got that and I've got, you know, my, my daughter and I had to get through them through all of that first before I could deal with anything else. I guess I had to prioritize my kids first. I know that there's probably a lot of people are going to think I should have prioritized myself first, but if I didn't prioritize them, I have no doubt at all that I would have been bearing at least one of them on top of bearing the first child. Yeah. So I had to concentrate on my daughter at first. Yeah. And thank you. I mean, you're being very Mm -hmm. transparent with this and I always appreciate that because it's Mm -hmm. easy to be very sterile and when you're recording something that's going to be heard by a lot of people. And by the way, if you say anything that you want us to cut out later after you've given us a spot, <laughs> we're, we're going to edit this. So what the that's listeners fine. are hearing. You know, I got no that, secrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I, I so appreciate that, but just the transparency of uh, you don't necessarily have the option to just kind of check out and make it all about no, you. No, no. And you just got to keep going. And you that's, that's a going. mom's heart. And like, Hey, my yeah. kid's I got to do what it takes. And yeah, and, and you guys have stuck together as a family. You've gotten through it. You said it was uh, 2016, right? So here we are in yeah. 2022. Six years. Yep. And it still hurts. It's still a factor. And we've had COVID and all the insanity yeah. of that. And you were in the middle of that storm from an emotional mm-hmm. and work schedule vantage point. But here I'm you storm are. Storm Central. <laughs> oh, Yeah. No question. You know, I we've had some other guests on the podcast that like they were the nurses on the, oh. um, you know, seeing patients and getting in their mm-hmm. hazmat suits and, and going, yeah, like, what is this thing? Exactly. You know, is this going to kill us all, or is this like, mm-hmm. a, and you know, is it being overblown? What's the like? It, yeah. We genuinely didn't know, so we responded out of pure precaution on everything, and that created such a stressful environment for so many yeah. workers. and And it was a real threat. A lot of people did lose people they love, and don't want to understate it. But I think we'll be studying our reaction as a culture for decades. Uh, mm-hmm. But you were in the middle of a storm, absolutely. And thank you for the work you did, by the way, because mm, uh, you're welcome. Very much needed, and I'm sure you were underpaid. I have no idea what you made, but <laughs> thank you. But yeah, so so here you are. We've kind of painted this picture for everyone now. Of all right. What are we going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> is well, this Amazon thing viable? Does it fit in the cracks? So let's start, let's turn this into a bit of a coaching call. Sure. Here's some things I just don't know about you. Like how much time do you have per week right now to commit to this reasonably? Um, yeah, that's the hard thing because it changes every single week. Because I work, I work Monday through Thursday and then every other weekend. And again, you never know, is it going to be a week, a day when I only get a few calls an hour? Or am I going to be, you know, one right after the other? So whatever you could do to grab 
little pieces. Um, now I have found working with the the uh, advanced Kiba course is helping me kind of hone down where I should look. And oh, good. That coupled with going back to things that I've sold before in the past, because everything always comes around. Everything always cycles back. Yeah, um, talk me through what you mean by that. I know what you mean, but for the listener's sake, when you say things cycle back. Well, uh, like six or eight years ago, I might have been selling a certain type of, of pudding or a certain squeegee or whatever. And I can go back and things that have fallen off of being profitable, fallen out, I guess, of being profitable. And so I had to stop. I can go back to my list that I have all the way back. I have spreadsheets of everything I have ever sold that I can go back to and pull up. Is that item even on Amazon anymore? Is it even available to buy? If it is, is it is it profitable now? Mm-hmm. Or is it still not profitable? Or is it something that has been totally discontinued and I can't get it anymore? It's like the price so, tanked at some point, a bunch of sellers right. were on it. And right. now suddenly no one's selling it. Or maybe mm-hmm. one person, they're doing great, right? So mm-hmm. keeping a history of the ASINs that you've sold against, and that's one of the things that we have a virtual assistant do on our team is anytime we drop an ASIN and goes on the list, it's going to be checked again a couple, two, three months from now. Yep. We're going to revisit that. Sounds like yep. you're pretty organized and methodical about... I have lots and lots of spreadsheets to go through, and I just don't have the time yep. to go through all of them. So I'm just you know going through as as quickly as I can when I get a minute. <laughs> Has it always been just no... you? In the yeah. business? Okay. Uh, well, wow. no. Back in uh, back before we lost my son, I had two BAs that I had hired through, I believe, Upwork. Okay. I think yeah. uh, I can't remember which one of the the um, VA services I hired them through, but they were they worked at the through the Philippines, and that was integral in bringing me home. One of the times I ended up going full time in Amazon because um, I was able to. I was working at the time, and at my lunch hour, by the time I got my lunch hour, they would have uh, dropped the lists that they had found. I could go in, and in twenty minutes of my lunch hour, I could make a couple hundred dollars worth of purchases. And three, four days later, that stuff might be on my doorstep, and that cycle just continued, and I could build. That, that way. was the routine you built then. Yeah. yeah. Before life got disrupted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of painting a picture. I'm not going to launch into advice mode too early here, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of painting a picture of what I might say if you and I didn't know each other. And this was just, a, you know, just looking at the numbers kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. definitely getting some ideas uh, on where I think I might go with this. But yeah, thanks for sharing the, the system. Obviously, you know the systems. You've had the proven Amazon course since the beginning. You've seen, oh, by the way, it's a chance for me to say, have we ever charged you any more money for the proven Amazon course? No, what'd you pay originally? What what we launched it? I don't remember. Do you know? Actually, Jim, you gave it to me for free. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't a long, know. long time ago as a gift. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I think you were just launching it because okay. it was kind of I kind of one of those things where you were just starting to come up with the course. Yeah. Because I remember you saying something about, uh, well, let me let me throw this to you or throw this out to you. This is something we're kind of kicking around. Nice. Okay. And so, you know, from that point forward, then of yeah. course I've I've purchased other things along the way with um, the Keepa course and things like that. But oh the, yeah, well, no, the, yeah. some of the coolest success stories in our community, from my vantage point. Actually, I had someone come up to me. You may have heard this story before, but said they'd been in the community for I don't know eight nine years or something. Had never bought anything, but they were making a killing, and they just felt guilty and they introduced themselves like, no, trust me, listen. 
your success story and sharing it with others and your journey and sharing with others is plenty of payment because we want to build a a community of entrepreneurs who are succeeding and encouraging each other, failing and getting up again. And we want that community. I want to be a part of that community. That's what I'm, that's been my heart, what I've been trying to build for 20 years. And and Mm -hmm. we've got that now to a large extent. Now I just want to make it bigger. I want more people to get the benefit of being a part of a community like this. And yeah, I got to pay the team and plenty of people do pay. But as we make friendships and relationships and some people just benefit from the free content, that's not a negative in my mind. That's a positive. Like if, if our free stuff is good, just imagine how good our paid stuff is. Right? I know, right? <laughs> so, you know, I always just end with that. Like, yeah, you know, or take your time and get the free stuff. And that's fine too. Our podcasts yeah. are packed full of good content. But no, I appreciate that. Yes, you you arguably were one of the first proven Amazon course students. And so you've seen mm-hmm. all the new modules come and go. It's not a matter of head knowledge. It really is kind of a carving out the right time, having the right headspace. And just doing it. You got to work it and you got to do it. And finding that, you know, you, you are running a very distracted schedule. And it, it kind of feels to me like what it might feel like to have five or six younger kids as yeah. a stay-at-home mom trying to do yeah. this. You never know when I was going to run in with a bloody nose or run uh-huh. in paddletail. You know, Jimmy's setting this kitchen on fire and like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm out there to solve the problem. It's got to feel kind of like that. You never know if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yeah. Am I going to have 10 minutes to devote to this or am I going to have an hour to devote to this? I never know sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's the frustration I'm finding. Well, let's tackle that one that one first because I, I, I have a decent... The image that's coming to mind, and I hadn't given this a whole lot of forethought before now, maybe this will make sense to somebody, but I know that there's a, uh, there's a game. I've never actually seen the game, but... Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, the rich, bad, rich, dad, poor dad guy, Robert Kiyosaki, right? Mm-hmm. They have this game. It's called something like, I haven't heard about it in years. If I get it wrong, I apologize. Escaping the rat race, something like that. Okay. But, but And the concept there is different from what we're talking about here, but I'm going to make an analogy and hopefully this is going to help. You can be so close to escaping the rat race and not even realize it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point of the game because you start off the game and you're in the center of the wheel. And I've heard it described, I've never played it, but you're just like, make money, pay bills, sleep, eat, get up, make money, pay bills, sleep, eat, get up. And you're just in this like loop, this little loop, like you're on a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the game is to break out and get into the fresh air, the blue ocean. Right, you know, right. I got time to think now. There's, I'm actually earning money while I'm relaxing and thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've got a system built now, right? My money's working right. for me instead of me working for my money is another way to think of those two circles. Mm-hmm. Right. But the the magic for me as I think through this is all of us are just a few small decisions from escaping the rat race and stepping out into, it feels like we're stuck here and it would take years to get out. No, it's a few small decisions. It's a few intentional actions especially someone with you who's got all the head knowledge. So for example, my theory is, maybe we could prove me wrong and I would love to take a stab at it. I'm not sure what your like time off schedule is or you know how easy it is to carve out two or three days. But if you got a VA and I'd happily help figure that out and provide that right person who's, you know, we've got our proven replens VA program, get you mm-hmm. a great discount, get one of our good VAs. Now they're finding profitable product. Right. Right. And you've got someone else maybe that's... And, and you've, you've filtered through those. It takes a little bit of time, but that can be done on an interruption disruption schedule. What's hard to do is get in and do the research on an interrupt and 
disrupt exactly that's that's, that's my struggle yeah and all these open tabs and like where was i oh i don't remember which tab i was oh on. the phone rings yeah and the phone rings yes. again and you're like oh it's mm-hmm. like a i've heard the the data on this is like when you're interrupted from you've probably heard these statistics i don't know but when you when you're in a stream of thought and you're you're being productive and then you're interrupted mm-hmm. the sharpest among us it takes 15 to 20 minutes to get refocused that's the <sighs> sharpest among us that's yeah i, so I when believe your interruptions it. are coming more often than that you've got no hope <laughs> exactly like, talk about <laughs> I a agree. hamster wheel right um, it's like i know what to do i'm just trying to find the yes. something yeah. So you've built up some mental muscles that few of us have, but it's still not enough to conquer the unconquerable challenge you've laid before us, which is getting interrupted yeah. every few minutes, trying to do a few hours of meaningful work a day. That's exactly. Not happen. It's not possible. Exactly. So you need to get as soon as possible someone else that's doing that almost mental heavy lifting for $4 mm-hmm. per hour, someone in the Philippines, you kidding me? Yeah. So if we carved out a little bit of time, got that happening, got that rocking, now your job's reduced to just reviewing ASINs. You can check them off. Get interrupted? Uh, that's fine. Go back. Where was right. I? Oh, my ASIN list. Always oh, on that one. That's Nick. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to buy some of that. You can even start to offload that pretty quickly, though. And that's when you step out of the rat race. Get a couple people, one or two people for four bucks an hour that are doing the heavy lifting that you just can't quite get to. Suddenly, you're finding profitable inventory based on the head knowledge you have and the people you work with, but you're not doing the heavy lifting to make it happen. Right. I agree. That's when I was able to build up my business before is when I had two You've VAs working for me. That's yeah, right. I know it works. So if you carved out a couple of days and found, found them or trained them or worked with us to find them and train them mm-hmm. for you, I think that is revolutionary for you because you're not stuck at the point where you're saying, oh, there's nothing out there that's worth even buying. There's no good inventory. You know there is. Yeah. It. If we added up how much money you've made in e-commerce as a total figure, it, it, oh, gosh. you're top 2% of all humanity. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, you've made a lot of money. Wow. You okay. went into all the business models that have yeah. really worked well. So it's not yeah. a head knowledge thing for you. It's, a, it's getting your time back and that means yeah. building a team. So I agree. There's one word that gets you out of the, the rat race, team. And sometimes yeah. people hear team, they're thinking, oh, I don't want to go hire a bunch of people. We're talking a couple $4 an hour workers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was uh, really integral, like I said, to when my business really took off is having those two VAs. Unfortunately, through all of that and my business dying, I had to let them go right. and stop all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's just trying to build up a little bit of cushion and a little bit of constant money that I can then pay for a VA. And so my outlook right now is, this is perfect right here in September. I know there are tons, I mean, anything, pumpkin spice, my goodness, you can just mm-hmm. you know come up with your own little bundle and you're, you're off to the races. At yeah. this time of the year, if it's not nailed down, it will sell. And so yeah. you just have to go out and do it or... Yeah. Online, I mean, again, one of my challenges is I can't go out in person to stores. I can go to pick things up if I order them online, but I don't have the physical stamina anymore to be able to sit in an aisle and scan, scan, scan. So about the best I can do is take pictures, but then I come home and all the pictures are on my computer. And do I have time to go and go to every single thing on that? And, you know, again, time. Yeah. VA, so that's where you need to buy time. VA. Good VA. <laughs> You know, and, and that's that's one of those little mental games we play with ourselves is like, if I don't have time to do it, I definitely don't have time to train someone else how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we just yeah. kind of let it go. 
in yeah. the days turn into weeks turn into months mm-hmm. but we have to carve that time out somehow and it's going to yep. need to be an inner uninterrupted day and i don't know what your vacation schedule looks like or you know what how reasonable this is to expect but you kind of prepare for it. It's circled on your calendar. It's a week or two out. And like this 36 hour period, all I'm doing is checking these three boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And getting these things in place. Mm-hmm. And that will, that opens the door for the rat race. You know, there's a, there's an escape route now. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. you need to have a little bit of funds built up for that. I mean, what do we, whatever we got to put in place to be prepared for that. Maybe it's a month from now, but that's mm-hmm. a very specific point in time. And these are the things we're going to make happen. And I'd love to help you make that happen. I'd love mm-hmm. to have you back a year from now and go, yeah, that was the turning point. That was the pivot. I'm, I'm doing it. I am coming to the conference next next year. I am doing it. I mean, I just, I have lived in, I don't want to say fear, but it kind of is fear of putting myself out there mm-hmm. for so, 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 so long and mm-hmm. putting this story out there mm-hmm. that it's been crippling. That's been part of my problem too, is that it, that mm-hmm. fear has been crippling. And so when you posted that the other night about, you know, hey, I'm here to help somebody go through and let's figure it, let's brainstorm, let's work on this. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, should I? Should I? And my husband goes, go for it. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, sure, he's at work. I'm the one sitting here talking to you, getting all worked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think you remember what's his name? Probably my, my, his name's Mike. Mike, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because I've t- I've interacted with you many times. I don't know if I've ever corresponded with him at all. I, mean, I don't think e- so. Commerce has kind of always so. been your thing, right? Yeah, but yeah, let's get you to the event next year, and let me just commit right now: you're coming, zero registration fee required because oh, I want gosh, you thank there. You. So don't even factor that into the decision. You just. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to be yet. <laughs> I don't know what the Just date don't is. Don't hand me a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I will commit. I won't do that to you until you're ready. But <laughs> at some point you will. You have a microphone right now, right? Yeah. People are going to be inspired and encouraged by this, by your story. I hope so. I hope oh. so. They just need to, you know, don't, whatever happens, just don't give up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is in life. Life happens and you just have to pick yourself up and you have to look up and keep going. Yeah. You have to. You just you yeah. can't there's nothing else you can do. I mean, you just have to. That's as simple as I can say it and that's all as as magnanimous as I can say it. You have to just keep going. Yeah. And and, it, and for maybe some of the younger folks who haven't been hit by life in the face yet. It will. <laughs> the it hardest will thing you faced is that person you thought liked you, you found out they didn't and like, you know, know. young like those are that's a big deal and I that can is get a big it. Deal. But life has a lot more in store for you than that, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Yeah. And if for those who haven't maybe experienced that yet, it doesn't make as much sense to hear people say things like this. But you know, you will get flattened mm-hmm. by life. And then you've got to decide, like, you know, the, the pastor I heard say, try to land on your back when you get knocked down. Because <laughs> if mm-hmm. you can look up, yeah. you can get up, right? And you're just basically saying, yeah. And not even in your own strength. And you've you've had your husband and your kids, and you know, you've had a support group, people who try to do it without a group, man. That's that's brutal. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people go through that and not make it. Okay, this is very personal stuff for me. I've got friends in the industry who isolated themselves and then didn't make it when life hit yeah. them because they didn't have anyone close around them. You know, they had, they had they had acquaintances, but they didn't have people who truly were there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that was hard to watch. So I don't want yeah. that for anybody. And you're encouraging those people today. This is a very different episode, so. but absolutely so. encouraging. 
We'll get back to the program in just a moment, but I need to tell you about one of the latest great sponsors of this community. I'm talking about Seller Snap. They have a repricing tool that they showed off at our recent conference in Louisville, and people are really loving it. If you've got other sellers sharing the buy box with you on some of your listings on Amazon, a repricer can be the advantage you need to win the sale more often. SellerSnap is unique in that they offer an artificial intelligence-powered game theory repricer tool. Pretty cool stuff. They're giving our community 20% off for three months to check it out. If you're not using a repricer yet, and you've got a lot of inventory that you're starting to sell on Amazon, this could really change your business. Again, check out SellerSnap. Here's the website. Go to jimc.biz slash snap to get the 20% off for three months. That link again, jimc.biz slash snap. That link will be in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the show. Hey, this is very personal stuff for me. I've got friends in the industry who isolated themselves and then didn't make it when life hit yeah. them because they didn't have anyone close around them. You know, they had, they had they had acquaintances, but they didn't have people who truly were there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, and that was hard to watch. So I don't want yeah. that for anybody. And you're encouraging those people today. This is a very different episode, so. but absolutely so. encouraging. Well, okay, let's let's talk strategy specifics for just a moment, and it, tell me. You know, if you did have an, a day to work on this, what it would look like, what would you do? Let's maybe tweak your approach a little bit. Or I could encourage if not that any of us need more new habits, but there is one really good, awesome habit that I think you could develop that would serve you extremely well if you're not doing it. Do you mind that permission to share it with you for your consideration? Sure. Do you journal at all by any chance? I don't. I want to, but I, again, you're going to laugh. I have this... This I buy these pretty journals. They're gorgeous, okay? <laughs> and then I'm almost afraid to write in them because then if I write in them, they're not clean and pretty. And mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need to I build know, a bridge, weird. as, as Andrea so says. My, Andrea, my wife, Andrea, says build a bridge on that. We know what that means? <laughs> no. You need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no one else is going to read this. But the value of it for you internally and then being able to go back through and and see your progress. And mm -hmm. Rabbi Daniel Lappin has some great things he shares about journaling. And he encourages, this is his journaling suggestion, is in the morning, you start off by writing down a few things you're grateful for. Uh -huh. And that just puts you in a great frame of mind for the most positive version of you. And the benefits of optimism are you know, well-known and documented. That's a great way to start your day. You know, Thanking God for some things, some things that you're grateful for. And the mm -hmm. end of the day, your journaling, he encourages is, here's the things I was hoping to accomplish today and here's what I did accomplish and here's what I didn't quite get to, but I would like to have. Okay. And by the way, I'd like to do this someday, kind of, you know, just whatever's on your mind as well. But that's the, kind of like a basic template. And then you go mm -hmm. to sleep, you sleep on it, your brain's processing, like, hey, here's some of the important things we should be thinking about. And you wake up in the morning, some of those problems have solved in your mind. And now you're, you, here's what I'm grateful for. And you, you do the day, you take life as it comes at you. You never know what yeah. the day is going to hold, right? But that just as a suggestion, I think it would serve you very, very well to get some of this down, even some of the, you know, the, the grief your family's processed and some of the lessons you've learned and 
you know, I'm not the guy that came up with the idea that journaling is valuable, but the little secret sauce of our coaching program is uh-huh. really encourage our coaching students to journal. And so uh-huh. when we have a coaching session, a lot of times if I'm doing the coaching with someone, it's been a while since I did much coaching for students. I mainly coach the coaches now, but you know, what's been in your journal lately? Things that you're able to share with me, what business journal wise, like oftentimes that's a separate book entirely. Here's what I did in my business today. Here's what worked, here's what didn't, here's what I tried. Just you know, a few quick sentences, a few quick notes, just so you can document mm-hmm. the journey. So valuable. And I'll even I'll even tell you this lesson I heard. I think it may have been another Rabbi Daniel Lappin thing. I reference him a lot because I listened to his a lot of material, but he said that it's no coincidence that a lot of the most accomplished, famous people that we read about, the great leaders and achievers and people who did big things, all seem to have had journals. It's not Hmm. like, oh, we're so lucky that all the people who did a lot with their life happened to keep journals. He's like, no, it's if you keep a journal, that puts you on a path towards doing great things. Hmm. That's why people who do great things have journals because (laughs) they're organizing their mind and their thoughts and they're putting just a few sentences a day. It's more than adequate. It seems really intentional then. If you're journaling, it's Mm -hmm. life is intentional. Yes. As opposed to just happening. Random, accidental, and right. they kind of run together. But you've got a reference right. point. And you don't necessarily do it right. every day. But I think it would really benefit you. I've kind of been on it. And I'm not as good enough as, at it as I should be. I've done quite a bit mm-hmm. of it. Not as disciplined as I could or should be. But I more than see the benefit of it. So I okay. would, you know, that as a specific, if I'm giving you just a few specifics, one is we're going to mm-hmm. carve out some time. We're going to get some VAs in place. You understand the process. We're going to get them working for you. And if those great finds that they're discovering kind of stack up because you have four or five days in a row where you can't get to them, that's fine. You've got a uh-huh. list of ASINs that you need to go check when you have time. And exactly. We soon add in another virtual assistant who can maybe even do some of that for you, or maybe that you train that first VA how to really filter through these. Because it's it's an ongoing bounce back and forth relationship where you say, okay, here you sent me 10 ASINs. These three don't work. Here's why. And they know better next time. And pretty soon they're right. capable of filtering it themselves. Right. Uh, so we'll get you. And the other one is a journal. I just, I really, I think the next, I, you know. So I have to, to open the base. journal. I have to open the journal and I have to write in it. <laughs> <laughs> Even just a few words. I love that book, The Compound Effect. Talks about how to establish new habits and the power of establishing them. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it can take six weeks or so of doing something on a regular basis to establish a new where it's just instinctual and you miss it if you don't do it. Um, yeah. But the way you do it is he would encourage people, even on the days you can't run, for example, you know, like I'm going to run. I was supposed to run today and I didn't. Or I was going to take a long walk and I didn't. Like, go pick up the shoes, hold mm-hmm. them for a moment and recognize I can't do this today but I haven't forgot you and then put the shoes back. Just that physical contact with the journal even. Right. I do that with the Bible, right? I don't think I've ever shared this before. But on the days where like, I, the morning just flies by one or two, I'm like, I'm at least going to walk over and put my hand on it for a moment and go like, all right, I haven't forgotten you. I would like to have had half an hour to spend with you today. It, it, it didn't work out, but I touched it. It was part yeah. of my day. It was, yeah. right? So even if you do that, even if you have to start there, but mm-hmm. you're not ignoring it. You're not neglecting it. Right. Hey, those are two specifics. Now, do you want to talk like specific? This hasn't been about Amazon really at all yet. Hopefully it's been useful for folks. But do you want to talk specific Amazon strategy? Like how do you find a product? What do you do when you're doing some research looking for profitable ASINs to sell on? Uh, well, right now, like I said, I am using 
I'm using Keepa um, and I am using the um, advanced Keepa strategies where right, you kind of go the modules backwards. in the pack. Yeah. yeah. Brian Olson yeah. put that together. That you- just really, mm-hmm. I don't know, lit something in me because then I don't have to just pick a point in space and work from it. I can actually go in, find a product, find the list of the sellers, then find what they're selling and then backwards. And then the hard part is when I have that huge long list, I pare it down, like he says, and now I've got to go find where those products are found. Yeah. It seems daunting, but nine times out of 10, if you're Google searching the name of the product, you can find where it's sold. I mean, a lot of places, a lot of people just buy stuff. I mean, you know, your normal Walmart, Target, whatever. Or some Um, other online stores. I actually get excited when it's not at a Walmart, Target stores I've heard of, but you got to go to some special website that I've never heard of to buy this. Well, even just drugstores, you know? I mean, the Walgreens or Rite Aid or CVS, those kinds of things. Yeah, there's there's replens in every store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would suggest uh, just having heard you talk through that. And for those who don't know, we're talking about one of the training modules inside the Proven Amazon course that that's a creative strategy that really gets spelled out by Brian Olson, one of the great coaches on our team. Mm-hmm. Where it's wonderful. Any product that you see on Amazon, you can look at the other sellers, and you can do this right now if you wanted to. Say, hey, there's a seller. Click on this store. What else does this guy sell? And you can manually mm-hmm. go through, and it's interesting. But you can really speed the process up and look at hundreds and hundreds of products from core group of sellers who seem to be kind of right. doing the things right. the right way. Like what am what in the mix here? And you jump in, and that's the replens model is selling alongside other sellers on profitable listings. Yeah. That's the model. Mm-hmm. And so if you find other sellers who are kind of doing a good job, you can kind of get some hints pretty quickly that way and filter through what meets my criteria, what's available at stores near me. Right. So the thing I was going to encourage you to do, Jane, is when you get this virtual assistant, do you ever use any screen capture, screen recording software? Have you ever? Uh, I did a long time ago. Like screen but that was that was years ago. Or, or you know, there's there's a good handful of other ones that that are out there, and you can get the free ones. Any kind of screen capture software. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to use Camtasia. Now I use one. It's much simpler. I'll stick it in the show notes. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. For some reason, I use it all the time. But, <laughs> Record yourself doing that process and give it to your virtual assistant. Oh, yeah. The tool and they can do it themselves. Like mm-hmm. that's what you know. That's what you're good at. That's what you're confident in. Now you've got Jane 2.0 over here in the Philippines with the same skill set in their brain as you. And they're going to get better at it than you are because that's all they do now. Right. Their right. day consists of eight hours of doing just that with no phone calls ringing and no kids interrupting their day. Costs you $32 yeah. for them to spend a focused eight hours on a skill set that you're finding 30 seconds here and two minutes there. And right. And so you're wow. amazed. I guess I never thought of it that way. If you're spending $32 and nine times out of 10, you can find you can find things that you know you're making five, 10 bucks a piece. Eight times four. Holy moly. That's yeah. Four <laughs> times a day. That's a full day in the Philippines. And four dollars an hour in the Philippines spends like a lot, yeah. A lot more than that. You know, yeah. Eight, eight, up to eight times more than that is kind of the equivalent. Yeah. So you're paying someone the equivalent of $30 an hour here in the US. Well, and the other thing I loved about it before when I had the the VAs is they're on the opposite side of the world than we are. Yeah. So they're working. To, they're working. Well, yeah, you wake up to the numbers. I mean, like I said, I would get to work at 6.30 and 
by 9.15-ish, 9.30, I would have those in my inbox. I'd be going, oh man, when is lunch now? So I can go through those. (laughs) Yes. Right. But if you have to let them stack up for a few days, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You know, escaping the the hamster wheel at the center of our game here, you know, it's going to take some sacrifices. might take a little time. You're going to do it perfectly. This might not be something that's resolved two or three weeks from now, but I can guarantee Mm -hmm. you if we do nothing, it's going to feel exactly the same a year from now. (laughs) But a little bit of disciplined effort, a a 48-hour here or there window where we like, okay, on this date, I'm going to make these things happen. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to start paying this VA. And if their emails stack up a little bit, that's okay. It's cost me 32 bucks a day, Mm -hmm. approximately. And it could work part-time if you want to start off. And a lot of them, it's only 20 hours a week. So you're not suddenly getting hit with these big bills you can't pay. But they're going to be working hard, doing the stuff you need done. And that the testimonials we're getting from our proven replens VA users, has it been perfect? No, but every time we've hit a challenge, we've been able to solve it and get that client happy. So in a way, it kind of has been. We've right. really been seeing some incredible success because the system works. Mm-hmm. You got to have some time yeah. to, to doing it. <laughs> exactly. But the light at the end of the tunnel for you is there's plenty of people now in our community that they've built very robust businesses that are completely automated. They've got virtual assistants handling every aspect of the business. They've blazed that trail for us. Mm -hmm. They're able to find, you know, they're able to find a virtual assistant who first locates product and another VA that does the buying online and another Mm -hmm. VA that manages the account health, another VA that's, you know, doing all the little pieces that, you thought you had to do, but you don't have to anymore. And suddenly you're just stepping back, watching the numbers roll. I have to stop being a control freak. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You, do we need to talk uh, about I, that? Because I, I can beat you up on that front a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have entrepreneurship the, is not for control freaks. I have the, the unique perspective, different than a lot of people that are starting out because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I started at the bottom and I got to myself to the point where I came home from a job yeah. in corporate America. And you were doing it all. And, and I was doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then life happened and mm-hmm. it all went. And if I had let myself not be such a control freak, I could have had a team around me that could have kept it going with a little bit of guidance from me, but I could have had that team that kept it going while I figured it all out. Yeah. You know, while That's I figured the difference life out. Building a business and building a job. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. You built yourself a job and it paid well until yeah. you were taken out of the picture. You were exactly. you were at 20% suddenly and the same thing happened to your business. Yep. And yeah. I, I learned that lesson in a big way. If, if I've I've had to learn that lesson several times that Specifically, when we went to adopt our daughter in Guatemala and they were supposed mm-hmm. to have internet and they didn't. And we were there for three and a half months and I had spotty internet. Oh, no. A few minutes a day checking in. My business grew while we were there because mm-hmm. I turned things over to my people on my team that I feel like, well, I can trust that person a lot more than I realized I could. Mm-hmm. And my business grew. And then after our house fire, same thing. I'm like, here we go. Let's test the theory. Team. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I kind of fell off the grid. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to need some time here. I can't, I can't mentally process. I tell people, you know, one of the things you don't expect when you, when your house is hit by lightning and you lose all your possessions, one of the things you don't anticipate is you're going to meet about 150 people that you never would have met otherwise. And you're going to have (laughs) have conversations with them and interact with them and Mm -hmm. 
get them into your schedule somehow. Exactly. Like, that yeah. was it was it was just overwhelming, right? Yeah. Not a work. Can't even right. imagine. Right. You know, and and then you know some of the health issues we've had, you know, with you know in the family and things. It's just like they take you off the grid. You learn like, okay, you got to be prepared as a business mm-hmm. owner. You know who hits that really good? Not necessarily recommending you read this book, but understand the premise at least. Um, Michael Gerber's book, The E Myth, mm-hmm. talks about the difference between being the the technician who does the work versus being the business owner who makes the business stay profitable and you know. Just because yeah. you're good at making pies doesn't mean you can run a successful bakery. <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. Completely different. And he actually goes through the story of a pie maker who decides they're going mm-hmm. to open a pie shop and and all the challenges they could they have to confront. Um, mm-hmm. So you've been the you've been great at making pies, but suddenly you weren't able to go to the bakery anymore. So what happened? Right. And yeah, all fell apart. Mm-hmm. So my perspective is I know it's possible yeah. and I'm hungry to get there again because I remember what it was like when I had that freedom, yeah, for and lack of a better word. And the visual that I would like to leave in your mind and with the listeners on that point is, I see you being where you need to be is about this far away. Mm-hmm. You know, this little rat race. I know it's close. It I like, know it's so this close. Little, this little jump. But it, it means it's an intentional jump. It's a scary jump. It's kind of putting on a yeah. blindfold and there's the cliff and there's the dark fog. But Jim's saying there's a platform right here. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, there okay. it is. But it, but it takes, you've got to make that little jump at some point mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. And, and that means giving other people control every time. You know, yeah. I've even, I've, I've taught people when they talk about bringing on the people to work for them or virtual assistants. I say the visual you have to create is if someone is 70% as good as I am, I give them full control, knowing that 30% of the time they're going to mess up those first few weeks, maybe at the most. Yeah. Most of the time, it's a few hours and they've picked on, caught on if mm-hmm. you made a good hire. But just give them that 30% leeway of making mistakes, messing things up, doing things wrong, knowing that soon, since this is their only job, they're going to be better at it than you ever were. Right. But you've got to like that control freaks out of you. You know, no one could put tape on a box as good as I can, Jim. I'm <laughs> going to tape all my own boxes. Like, no, nah, yep. let them mess it up a few times. Come mm-hmm. along behind and teach them. Yeah. They'll be better at taping boxes than you ever were. Like yeah. everyone at the warehouse is better at putting tape on a box than I ever was. It used to be <laughs> just me. And now the joke is Jim never touches a tape gun. Like if I do pick one up and go help, everyone's taking pictures. And like, oh come on, give me a break, guys. You know? Uh, Take a picture, post it on go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I see that now. You've got to put down the tape gun. You know, it's kind of become the, the joke, not because you're too good for it, but because that's a sign that you're in your business too much. You've got to step mm-hmm. back, put other people in place. Yeah. Even if they're not as good yeah. as you, they will be very quickly. I learned that lesson yeah. the hard way. <laughs> and even, even just, you know, things, and I don't know that I said anything today that you hadn't already heard before, didn't maybe already know or hadn't heard in some kind of motivational podcast or something, but the fact that you're holding yourself accountable to one, to stepping up and doing this today. Thank you. And sharing mm-hmm. very transparently and then saying, okay, I need to change something. Just doing this is a trajectory shift from where you would have been today had you done nothing. Yep. I agree. And that's exactly why no matter what I was, no matter what fear I was uh, having, I was going to do this today because I knew I needed to do something different. I can't continue doing the same things and expect a different result. It's not going to work out. Amen. It hasn't in the past. Why is it going to work out in the future if I don't do something different? And so. and how hard was it for you? Do you mind? And we can cut this out if you don't want this included, but I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. 
you alluded to it a little bit that your husband had to really kind of encourage you to do this. But <laughs> how hard was this for you today? Because I've done, you know, Very I've done hard. over 500 of these now. This is just like, you know, a friendly interaction with the neighbor across the street. Hey, how you been? You know, to me, it's just like, it's natural. Mm-hmm. But you've never done anything like this before. Nope. I have never done anything like this before. And it, it was extremely difficult because it means putting it on video, on a podcast, on paper, on, you know, it's a document now and it is there and it is something for me to look back to and mm-hmm. account to. And that is very, very difficult for me. That is another reason why I think I have trouble with journaling is because I have to account to it then. It's there. It's it's readable. Anybody could read it. I could read it, whatever. But it's it's something that I can't just ignore and you know let life happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was really hard. Bit of an accountability built into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. And so I told my husband, I said, do not let me back out. Do not let me... And I texted him about 10 minutes before this. I said, oh my gosh, this is really going to happen. What are we going to do? And he told me, damn the torpedoes, storm the beaches. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love it. Yeah. So he is my cheerleader. That's exactly the word I was getting ready to use. Is just how blessed you are to have that cheerleader. And you know, that's my spouse place for me as well. Every entrepreneur needs their cheerleader. Andrea (laughs) actually does that in one of the sessions that she talks about being married to an entrepreneur it's a, you know we we tend to drift into a certain personality type a lot of us and we tend to marry cheerleaders <laughs> because oh, we need them yeah and they play a vital role and and she she in, in her own humorous way you know just talks about like yay jim every few minutes she's gotta be like all right you're awesome jim like yes i am and that just fires me up she's like she can go back to what she was doing again like mm-hmm. i just needed that little pat on the head puppy dog yeah. time and you know, exactly. Off we go again. And, and I think sometimes they kind of roll their eyes at just like, yeah, you're awesome. That's good. Go back to it. <laughs> I feel validated now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's just part of us that, that just needs to know that we're being recognized for you know, mm-hmm. just that internal battle that's constantly ideas and struggles and disappointing ourselves. And uh, to have someone in our life, a spouse that recognizes, you know. Even if they don't understand exactly. what we're talking about. That's the I point. Mean, she my made. husband just kind of, you know, you get that glazed over nod. look on his eyes, but he's yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Okay, go do it. Yeah, right. Okay. So today was a good day. That's great. And they're thinking yeah, right. like, tomorrow's going to be a bad day. Oh, good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, oh, gosh. You know, it's been a delight. You know, one thing, here's another challenging question I want to pass to you, because I know your heart mm-hmm. well enough, so I think um, I'm okay asking this question, is what impact do you hope this has? Talk to the people who are hearing this maybe a year from now or two years from now, you know, who knows, but they've, they've just heard from an entrepreneur and you haven't figured it all out yet. You're confident you can and will. And there's certainly other, plenty of other examples around this podcast episode of other people who have, Mm -hmm. but what impact do you want this to have on someone who's listening today? Because I think that's an important part of capturing something like this. It was hard and it's going to benefit you. And we want to do something in you, but talk to the people who are hearing this and maybe they're thinking, Man, they're way behind where you're at. Just keep going. That's all I can say. Just keep going. Just wherever you're at, take a breath and keep going. I don't care what it is in your life, whether it's your business, whether it's your kids, whether it's your bills, whether it's your job, whatever, wherever you're at, whatever's going on, take a breath and keep going. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It just, I can't make it any more monumental or fancy Mm -hmm. than that. It's just keep Mm -hmm. going, keep going. 
Well, it's real. You're not getting paid yeah. to say that. You're not trying to sell a book, you know. Mm-hmm. Jane's bestseller. Just keep going. <laughs> Available at justkeepgoingjane.com. No, yeah, no, right? This is just this is just a mom who's been through the ringer and mm-hmm. you're you're encouraging people. And I think that's a lot of our healing. And you know, you know, uh, I don't know if you've been around adi- addiction recovery type of stuff very much. Mm-hmm. Have you or do mm-hmm. one of the, the last step? It doesn't matter if you're going through Alcoholics Anonymous if you're going through Celebrate Recovery, which is our family's always been very involved in, the last step when you know that somebody is truly in recovery, not just fighting the demon, but you know they've put a stake in the demon and they're turning around and saying, what's next? You know that they're on the journey now away from the worst mm-hmm. when they turn around and start helping others. Yeah. That's how you know they're there. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, there, I was very intentional in asking you to do that and speak to those folks because, you know, that's a significant turning point. If it's mm-hmm. been a while since you've done that, and I'm not, I don't know if it has been or not, there's no need to dive into that. You probably encourage people all the time, but on this, on this type of arena, no, you know, not so much. You've never put your face on camera and said those kind of things. No. <laughs> that's a significant stake. You know, that's a good journal entry. Possibly, yeah. Right. A good day to start that maybe, you know, kill two birds. With exactly. Birds. Right. Exactly. Whip out a journal. Here's what I did today. Here's what we decided. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. But today was a great day. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I was not going to back out of this. That was one of the reasons why, you know, my my mantra is, is just keep going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. And this was scary for me. This was scary. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's what... Absolutely. Yeah. Jenny Hunt says that all the time. I yeah. know. That's where I got it from. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. You just, that's, that's the definition of being brave. It's not that mm-hmm. you're not scared. It's that you go ahead and do it anyway when you are, yeah. right? Just jump. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. theme. But the thing, nice thing is we're not jumping into the fog that's, you know, unproven, untested. Right. There's, there's a whole bunch of us who are standing just a few feet away saying, hey, it's a lot better over here on this side of the rat race. <laughs> it's like, yep. and just take slow one the step wheel down for time. just a second and put a paw mm-hmm. out here in this different territory over here yeah, for a second, yeah. you know, get a firm grip over here and we'll, yep. we'll pull you over the rest of the way. <laughs> um, wow. Well, well this, community, I, this, this yeah. community is amazing amazing there's just so many people that have gotten me through so much along the way and then no matter where i'm at there's always somebody there to grab my hand and and keep me keep me going and so that was another reason why i wanted to do this because i wanted to pay it back in some way shape or form if i can help somebody else that is feeling like they can't even start hey i have started and stopped and started and stopped numerous times i am still here i know what is possible and i am not going to stop indefinitely. You know, the only reason I keep chipping away at this is I know what's possible. I know what you can do. Yeah. And so I want to be back there again. Yeah. And there's no question in my mind, you will be Mm -hmm. no question at all. I've developed decent instincts at this point. And I never tell anybody when I'm thinking inside, like, Ooh, that person's not going to make it. I never speak those words over anybody, but internally I kind of make this little bet, like, Hmm. That person's not going to be around very long. And, <laughs> yeah. and the things that tell me that, by the way, for those who are interested, is just a, a consistent negativity, a consistent isolation. You know, yep. where they're they're saying things that isolate themselves from from the community, from genuine friendships, a resistance to mentorship, mm-hmm. yeah. a resistance to creativity. Their their first instinct is, oh, that's not going to work. 
on everything. I, uh, I heard a joke today. It illustrates that I'm terrible at telling jokes, but I'll take a stab at this one. So, you know, the talking about pessimists, uh, he was going up for parachuting the first time. And during the training, they told him, Hey, we're going to get up to 10,000 feet and you're going to, you're going to jump out of the plane. And now when, when you get out, you're going to put your right hand over your left shoulder and pull. And if nothing happens, you're going to put your left hand over your right shoulder and pull. And that's your backup shoot. And he's like thinking to himself, yeah, we're never going to get up to 10,000 feet with all these people in this plane. But sure enough, they did. And and he he jumps out. Oh, no. One of, one of the things, this is where I'm terrible at telling jokes. One of the things he said, hey, when you get down to the bottom, there's going to be some trucks waiting for you down there uh, as well, you know, to, to take you back. Because we're going to be about 10 miles away from where we started. Right. Right? So so he gets up, he's getting the plane, he jumps out, he puts his right hand on his left shoulder pulls, nothing happened. He's like, well, I knew that was gonna, wasn't going to work. I mean, figures, you know, that's my luck. So he puts his right. left hand on his right shoulder, pulls, nothing happens. And he's like, yep, that's my luck too. And when I get down there, the trucks probably aren't even going to be on time either, right? It's like <laughs> just negative about everything. Uh-huh. And yep. you, know, you see people, if you see someone who has kind of that mindset, they're negative about everything, they're not going to make it. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much technical skill they have, how determiner, how much money they have to start with. In the end, those are the things, the isolation, the negativity, the rejection of anyone who's creatively trying to come alongside and, and help them out. But the people who, who have the positivity, the, what's the word, the uh, resilience, mm-hmm. get back up, like you said, keep moving forward. The model mm-hmm. works. We've seen it over and over again. Yep. So I, th- I, I think as helpful as this was, hopefully for you today, I know it was helpful and encouraging for me, Jane, and it's great seeing you on camera. I think that's just a drop in the bucket compared to hopefully the other people that we've encouraged today to keep going, keep moving forward. You bet. It works. We're here to You help. bet. Was there anything else on your list that you wanted to hit today that uh, was on your heart or in your mind before we start to wrap this one up? I don't think so. Um, yeah, my main my main concern, I knew where we were going to go with this because I knew the answer was VAs <laughs> and mm-hmm. I needed to get there. So yeah, yeah. that was my main main uh, yeah. focus. Yeah. And there's there's many, many strategies that you know, you're familiar with and you could apply if you had the time and there's dozens mm-hmm. of ways to find replans. And we covered that on the other podcast episodes. This is a legitimate opportunity, but the opportunity is kind of secondary to the fact like you just, you just don't have the time. So let's carve that yeah. time out. So we've got a game plan. We're going to make it happen. I'm here to help hold you accountable and you know check in with me. And then let's plan on a year from now, we're going to have you on stage at the event. That's what you said, right? You're going to speak? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but no. <laughs> no that's, that's step six. We're on step two right now. Let's wait for that one. Okay. That's yeah, right. Wait. We'll wait on that one. No, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today, Jane. It was That was really fun. Thank you for that. Thank you. And so let me talk to the listeners for just a second. A, a little bit of a different episode, but like Jane mentioned earlier, I put a little podcast note in our Facebook group, or sorry, a, a, a post in our Facebook group saying, hey, you know, I want to talk to some people who maybe aren't where they think they could or should be, and they're maybe struggling, and let's just think it through together. And a good handful of people popped up, raised their hands. So you're going to hear a few of these episodes mixed in. Hopefully you found this valuable today. A little different. Not a whole lot of deep Amazon content necessarily. But you know, we're, going, we're all doing this life journey together. And there's some strange things that pop up and crazy circumstances and challenges. And hopefully you found this encouraging. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you want more of this kind of episode, please let me know. Because this is my show. It's not Jane's show. This is your show, the listener. We do it for you. So let us know how we're doing, please. So once again, Jane, thank you. You did an awesome job. Thank you. And for all the listeners out there 
who hung out with us today. We're very grateful for that. God bless you, business building warrior. I can tell you that our leadership team and the, the content creators, so many of us see this as ministry, meaning we want to help draw you, not just meet the financial goals you have, but closer to your spouse, to your kids, closer to God. We see this as ministry. We want those things mm-hmm. for you. So if there's anything we can do to help you out, please reach out, let us know. We're here and we'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Hey, before I let you go for the day, one last reminder about a great new sponsor of this program. They've got a great offer for us as well. I'm talking about SellerSnap. That's the repricer that can help you win the buy box more often by using artificial intelligence powered game theory technology in the buy box. So you've got a really smart robot helping you price your inventory to win more sales at a better margin. If you're not using a repricer yet, you probably should be if you're spending any time at all, any significant time at all, repricing your inventory, trying to win the buy box. A repricer can make a huge difference. Go check out the 20% off offer that's good for three months as a listener to this show at the website jimc.biz slash snap. Again, jimc.biz slash snap. Go check out Seller Snap and their special offer. The link is in the show notes too, if you have trouble with it. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.